Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you the Halloween edition of Garage Logic Podcast ooh, number one one eight one, October thirty first, twenty twenty three. Eighty three degrees on Halloween mm-hmm. in nineteen fifty. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been fun? Eighty three. Festive. Uh, I have more to say about that in a moment. Fifteen degrees on this day in eighteen seventy eight, and of course the. Halloween blizzard began in earnest on this day in 1991. I should note, I should note, this is our last 80 of the year. So in Minnesota, you can can get to October 31st and still have the dreams and hopes and aspirations of an 80, but that's it. I can find no more 80s until next year. Hail the flashlight, King! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushiro. You know, Phil Hansen in Montana has a great question. Not all town council members live in the metro area. Right. Right. Town council members live anywhere in the world. It's true. This guy wants to know, uh, can I attend this thing Zoom? Is there a live way to attend this meeting? Uh, You know, that's a good question. I forwarded this to our superiors. Okay. Okay. he said, in this day and age, is there a way for those of us listening out, st- out of state to virtually attend a live council meeting? Sincerely, Phil from I, Montana. I do know there that are a on lot the, of GLers in Montana. Right. I do know on the 15th, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Tattersall, if you're not a town council member, sign up and RSVP for the event. I know that we're going to have our video department there with Pat, so I would assume that the council meeting will be available to those that can't attend to watch online later. After the after the conclusion. Okay. Uh, yep. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Thanks <laughs> the update. Radar. Constrained and unconstrained. Constrained. Uh, motivated quite a few listeners to weigh in. I'm referring to Thomas Sowell's view of political life and why it's so strained. It's because some people have a constrained worldview, which is... Human nature is human nature. It it often cannot be repaired. And other people have an unconstrained worldview, meaning that they think with just a few tweaks and adjustments, anything could be taken care of, most most particularly by the government, for example. And I'm constrained. I'm a constrained person. And uh, Jim Wolfe, who came up with Sensum's razor... Also writes, I thoroughly enjoyed the discussion around constrained and unconstrained. It made perfect sense. I plan on reading more of Soul's writings on this topic. However, I have a small group of liberal, left-leaning friends who will need this explained in terms they will understand, especially as we gather together for Christmas and New Year's. Nothing in my arsenal of facts of facts seems to have worked on them in terms of explaining the mystery, including their part in it. But like you, I stay hopeful. So I offer you a possible GL interpretation for your consideration. It is somewhat obvious, but I would welcome your feedback. A Mysterian would say, 
There is nothing the government can't do for all of us. A GLer would say there is only so much the government can do. Hmm. I, I agree. Uh, to which I would add that it is the unconstrained who would favor government in, in many areas of life. It's the constrained who do not see government as the answer to very much. Now, on to two GLers who couldn't possibly know each other. Uh, Sean is from Fulda, and I don't know where Kim is from. But they both wrote about constrained and unconstrained, and they both hit the same note. I love the way GLers think. Uh, Sean from Fulda, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Joe, as you spoke yesterday about the constrained and unconstrained worldviews, it got me thinking. The constrained view would seem to fall in line with the Judeo-Christian worldview that people were once created good with a great deal of potential, but after the fall of Adam and Eve had children in their own image and likeness. Genesis 5 three, rather than in the perfect likeness of God. As such, Jews and Christians have believed for millennia that mankind has a sinful nature, Romans 7, colon 5, 18, which bears fruit or death and needs to be constrained, which is one of the reasons for giving of the Ten Commandments, and one of the reasons that we find the Decalogue Ten Commandments in courthouses around our country, even at the Supreme Court. However, as you have maintained, our people are losing their grip on both history and heritage. When, after five decades of Disney's follow your heart without realizing what Jesus said comes out of the heart, murder, adultery, slander, theft, etc., Matthew 15, colon 19, we have a populace without a moral compass because even the conscience is twisted by sin. Thus, the unconstrained who believe the lie of progressivism that if you put enough good information into a person, they will live up to their potential and be good. However, as Kenny might well tell you, you can put lipstick on a pig, but in the end, it is still a pig. Thanks for the insight. I propose a conjunction of the terms unconstrained and mysterious to describe the rabble. Sean from Fulda. And then, lo and behold, this came in from Kim. Thanks so much for bringing up the article by Konstantin Kissin that alluded to the theory of constrained and unconstrained by Thomas Sowell laid out in his book, A Conflict of Visions, published in 1987 and revised in 2007. This is the reason the country is so polarized when dealing with moral and political policy decisions. As a conservative, I have been frustrated for years with the inability to have a dialogue with other Minnesotans about the things that really matter in life because we come from completely different worldviews. What Thomas Sowell has provided in his book is a secular description of biblical reality. Our creator, God, originally provided a perfect place for human beings, but those perfect humans had free will to disobey what instructions the creator provided. That became known as the original sin and progressively corrupted mankind through millennia. Because of this sin nature, our creator has had to provide instructions on how to live and treat each other. Within the Bible, our Creator has provided instructions on how to manage our lives in a constrained manner so that we don't destroy each other and the fabric of His design for us. 
When those instructions have been either neglected or opposed, we have the consequences of those actions provided to us in the histories recorded in the Bible. Our Creator has provided all the answers to our dilemmas, including racism, lack of peace, transgenderism, debt, and even climate change in His instruction manual, the Bible. The more our society becomes illiterate as to our Creator's opinions and instructions, the more we will become unconstrained and destructive to ourselves out of the arrogance and pride that we somehow have all the answers. As the Bible states in numerous ways, you either have a biblical worldview, constrained, or you have a worldview of life, unconstrained. This is truly the conflict of visions, and as you pointed out, is the explanation of why there is such a polarization of views. <clears throat> but ink, boom, boom. Now, I must admit, I'm not a Bible guy. You're not a literalist? You're a contextualist. I'm just not a Bible. I have not poured through the Bible. I don't read the Bible. But you're a contextualist. (laughs) If it says there were locusts, you don't worry about the finite number of locusts. You just knew that something bad happened. They had some bugs. Right. (laughs) That's how I interpret it. But I buy that. What I buy is... Uh, constrained and unconstrained, I think, is is obviously linked to the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Yes, you in the back. But you guys, in your long and storied history, one of your best segments was on leprosy. Wasn't that taught in the Bible? No, I don't think they leprosy. It. They didn't I teach don't think it. leprosy had anything to do with the Bible. You sure. It had to do with uh, when was, you went to a Catholic grade school, they hit you up for some dough to send to the Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. okay. A little can, you put your quarter in there, I and you see. said, I'm in. Like I don't a scan want bucket. I, uh, I don't like leprosy. Right. Didn't they toss <laughs> them in a pit? Now they had bad hospitals. Leper Island. Oh. Yeah, toss Leper them in Island. A pit. I thought and it was the, a leper the, pit. The, the tugboat that brought them there had the bad oh, tire yeah. nailed the, to the front of the it's spewing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exhaust. And then you saw you saw only gauze. A lot I of gauze. I saw dirty gray. <laughs> wow, I don't gauze. mean to question your grip on history, but I'm not sure they had tugboats in the Bible, did they? I'm not referring to the Bible, Ken, because if you'd listened closely, you would have heard me say to Chris, I don't think wow. leprosy has anything to do That's, with the Bible. That Will? verse was clearly in Mark 11, colon 3. I, I disagree because I just looked it up. Uh, Jesus cured the lepers in the uh, Bible. Okay, and that's maybe. Luke 17, colon, colon, 12 through 24. As, as Trump would say, okay, he did it once. Jesus, he cures the lepers. <laughs> A lot of people get leprosy. A lot of people get leprosy. When, um, when you're referring to Bible verses, the colon is silent. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, I didn't 10 know verses 8. Maybe Joe, yeah. a, I accept 17 your apology. verses 12 through 24. What am I apologizing for? Well, you doubted Oh, I'm sorry if you being... were offended. A lot of fingers on Leper Island. <laughs> is there a Trump Tower on Leper Island? No. Not yet. I always saw Hawaii, didn't you? Uh, no. No, not I, once. I, I didn't did. see the Caribbean or Hawaii, well, but I, I saw... The Caribbean has nothing to do with Hawaii. Palm trees. <laughs> I'm describing side. my island. Yeah. Oh, my God. I see a floating garbage barge just not even tethered oh. at all. Escape with us rolls. vacation. Yeah, yeah, just floating. With there was the tattoo there ringing the bell, too, when the tugboat <laughs> came around the corner. The boat! The boat! <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. Maybe Welcome. we should. Yeah. I'm Mr. Rourke, your host. Welcome Jeez. to Leper Island. What is your, what is your fantasy? 
I've got a lot to get. Let's do it. Flapping your yapper. Let's go, Halloween. Why do you look like a complete because fool? Because it is party mother frickin' night. <laughs> this is rookie's day. I am already done. You look like Harry Potter dressed up as up. in a biker gang. In my in my efficiency meeting today. Is that whole thing you're wearing a t-shirt? Yes. And I stood up today in the efficiency meeting with all the airport higher-ups oh, and said, Phil, um, I'm speaking for Jack, who's my boss, and he wanted to know if this was going to be the new attire for the IHS. <laughs> and uh, Jack promptly said, Phil, I'm, I'm very sorry for him chiming in like that. <laughs> so I don't know what awaits me when I get back. So you have the same role there as you do here. Pretty much. Uh, Jack <laughs> is my Joe Souchere at the airport. Matt. Yeah. Thousands of laptops and iPads <laughs> issued to students in the Twin Cities. Tragedy. Have disappeared since the pandemic. Right here, Reavers, right here. Disappeared since the pandemic and it's costing millions of dollars. This is a Fox 9 investigation. Uh, and watch these phonies in the teachers union come begging for more money yep. now. You know, keep track of your laptops. The kids probably went out and sold them. At the height of the pandemic in 2020, schools began to rely on remote learning to educate students. Many school districts issued Chromebooks or iPads to make remote learning a possibility. However, keeping track of those devices has been a challenge. Uh, wh why? It should be, here's 78, 79, and 80. They're in their spot. Uh, Matt, you were issued a laptop number 79. It Where is, is it? Right if here. you can't produce it, pay me for it. Yep. Like that's going to happen. Sixth grader Hayes Peterson carries his chrome. Oh, that's a cut line. Yep. yep. At Minneapolis Public Schools, 5,391 student-issued Chromebooks have been lost or stolen, along with 68 iPads. 328 mobile hotspots between the fall of 2021 and the spring of 2023, costing at least $1.67 million to replace, according to inventory data obtained by the Fox 9 investigators. MPS said each year 30% of its inventory <coughs> is lost or stolen. Wow. Constrained or unconstrained? That is the question. This comes at a time when MPS faces a dire financial future mainly due to declining enrollment. And that's another thing that bugs me. If you're not getting any kids to go to your school, why does it cost so much? Why is it go, go away? Why are costs going Just up? Just go away. Uh, a five-year projection predicts an imminent financial crisis. When it comes to lost and stolen devices, parents have questions. I think there are a lot of factors going into the financial issues, and all of them should probably be examined said MPS parent Jessica Beckwith. It's worth noting the data MPS provided on missing technology is not complete. Since at the height of the pandemic, when a lot of devices were issued, MPS it did not centrally and collect it did not centrally collect and reconcile inventory until the summer of twenty twenty two. Then don't come to us begging for money, you right. morons. You blew it. Right. You don't know how to do this. In a statement, a spokesperson for MPS said in part, since the return to in-person learning, we have implemented a new checkout system for student devices. Well, great, but you're too late. Right. 
course, you got a mayor in St. Paul who probably will forgive this because he's forgiven library fines, right. not understanding the important groundwork that lays. We, uh, we need a pompous tech guy to come down and talk to us because I have questions. My first question is, don't these things have their own serial number or address and they can be tracked? Uh, you can find out where they were last online at. Is that a dumb question? No, I don't know if they all uh, ping or not. I, I, you would think so, and you, because you'd have find my. Everybody's got find my phone. Right. According yeah. to data provided by the Anoka Hennepin School District, 848 Chromebooks went missing within the last three years. That's 228 grand. Here's my guess. They're just not looking for them. If it doesn't come back, they're they, gone. They're gone. They're yeah. they're just gone. They they don't they don't care enough to and they don't hold. See, responsibility doesn't exist. Well, what about insurance? That's a good question. This happened in Rosemont, Apple Valley, Egan, St. Paul Public Schools. Uh, St. Paul Public Schools inventory records show three thousand one hundred and seventy student issued iPads are gone since 2020. That's a million bucks. They're gone. Pre-pandemic, our loss rate was hovering around 4%, which talking to our industry partners, what's your industry partner? You mean these other phonies in public education? Right. Is on par with many other school districts around the country. When I say phonies in public education, I'm referring to administration. There are teachers still trying to hang in there. Uh, okay. What man, did you read? What did you read the figure for St. Paul Public Schools? I know you mentioned the mayor. I just did. 3,170 so, student issued iPads for a grand total of 951 grand. <laughs> That's under a mil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Get this managing it all has been a team effort by St. Paul Public Schools leadership. <laughs> oh, well, you, you lost, team. You failed. Here's yeah. where there is no one to say the buck is stopping with me. I want to know where these are. These people all walk around all day, these obsequious fawning people in the administration. They don't have a clue. They're they're unable to make decisions. They have to have a meeting about it. In the meantime, you just keep screwing the taxpayer. Assistant Super Adam Coons told uh, Fox 9 investigators that St. Paul Public Schools do not charge students or families for lost or stolen devices. Citing state law, which what the hell state law would that be? You're not responsible for your own actions. That's the state law. Do anything. It's brand new. Anything <laughs> goes. That's the state law. When out, when asked how the district plans to to pay for lost devices, Kuhn said we anticipate students will likely lose or break these devices, so we plan and budget to buy more devices than we have students. What a way to run a business. Yeah. Not bad. Well, I don't know yeah, what H, uh, what does HBI do, guys? Because I have a feeling my two laptops here might disappear overnight somehow. There's a, there's a number on everything. Property of KSTP AM FM radio for Reavers Monitor. I have an answer to Kenny's question. Okay. While iPads already have built-in location tracking capabilities, St. Paul school officials say they can't be activated by the school district to find a lost or stolen device because of student <laughs> privacy restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Oh, God, we live in such a serious society, don't we? This is awesome. And, and what the hell could be so private that somebody didn't need to see or know about hey. Willie Wilson in third grade? Have you been to Pornhub lately? <laughs> What's that? Not in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> it's what saved your marriage, Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> While more schools across the Twin Cities see a rise in lost and stolen devices, it may be the price of doing business. I think that having devices in student hands in this era is critical, Kuhn said, because the real super, what's his name, Nathan? Gothard. Gothard. He was probably too busy to weigh in on this. He's very busy. award, yeah. I think that having devices in student hands in this era is critical, Kuhn. These people are utter failures. I'm Again, teachers, I'm talking about the people that boss you around that rule you. They are idiots. They have they have consumed every bit of unconstrained Kool-Aid they can get their hands on. They are worthless, and they cost us a fortune. This is probably a drop in the bucket of the kind of money they waste. Well, like I was going to say, it's, it's easy to run a business when you have an endless supply of revenue. And no rules to really and no follow. rules. It's, that's pretty easy. Make your own rules as they go. And that endless supply of uh, revenue comes from... Us. Us. Yeah. Say, I got my uh, text from Tim at EcoFun. My scooter gets picked up Sunday. Because I partake in the EcoFun Motorsports pick-up and drop-off winter storage plan. Is this special treatment? Plan. Special treatment? No, no. Yeah, in fact, treatment. I got a neighbor. He wanted to know, do you want... Am I picking up his on Sunday, too? So I checked. And, yeah, that guy wants his picked up, too. It has nothing to do with special treatment. Everybody can do it. You just get a hold of EcoFun and tell them you want in. Because they not only store it, they'll tan the battery, change the oil, and do a tune-up, and they'll bring it back to me in the spring. I, I, I think it's a hell of a deal. And right now, they've really, and it's very timely, they've turned their attention to snow. They've got Yamaha snowmobiles in stock. They've got great snowplow and snowblower deals going on now. They've got fuel-injected ATVs and a 50-inch Denali steel snow plow blade on sale. Picture attached. Oh, yeah, it's installed. You just pick it up installed. Oh, they got the electric bikes, the scooters, youth recreational equipment, helmets and apparel. Great service department. And... uh, that great pickup and delivery department. Rookie, get me their phone number. It's not on this. doesn't happen to be on this piece of paper. I got it. Because when you call, uh, when you call, you're offered a menu, and among the menu uh, choices is if you request pickup and delivery, press this button. What do you want? You want I want fo- the Forest Lake store. 612-321-8867. All right, and then you'll be offered a chance to... Uh, Tell them you want pickup and delivery if they still have space. It's EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97, almost immediately west of 35. And in Burnsville, EcoFun Motorsports on the service road of life near County Road 42. EcoFunMotorsports.com.
This is Ricey, and you've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I recommend that you give Josh a call is simple, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are are seen in returns. Yep, that is more common than you would like to think in the investment business. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. And don't forget to ask him why it is 48 minutes. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involved risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Could be a make a move day, huh? With that snow and ice? No, no, everything's fine now. All right, thank you. Uh, for the rest of the day, that's, you know, that's a long time. You've got all afternoon. Don't worry about it. Just get there before Rich closes the doors. What in the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about the 20% off sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Um, Rich has been selling everything in stock there at 20% off all month. He's trying to make room for the new stock coming in. Huge savings when you're talking thousands of dollars, 20%. It adds up. And uh, to make things even better, Rich is going to toss in a free accessory installation for you. Protecting our stuff, that's what matters the most to Maple Grove Lock and Safe and the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe. There's a brand new policy uh, that Liberty has adopted regarding their keeping backdoor access codes. Um, and they'll do basically whatever you want them to do. So um, don't worry about it. Forget about all the trash you've read. Uh, Liberty is on top of it. If you have any questions, make sure you ask Rich when you pick up that brand new Liberty safe. And 20% off, it's for the rest of the day here in October, last day of the month. Uh, Rich is at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, and he's on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I, uh, I'm i through. Uh, let me start over. Uh, I believe that any Democratic Socialist of America candidate is the enemy of the country. Uh, not in a terroristic way, not that they intend any physical harm. I'm not suggesting that. But that, that this is the, they're attempting to bring about the complete transformation of the mystery. And I, it's it's... There's no use hedging bets anymore, being careful with the language. I believe the voters, if they wish to preserve some semblance of the America they know, they have to turn their backs on these people. Now, I'm noting, and I'm using a very qualified mole for this who I trust implicitly, he notes that the Star Tribune has endorsed for the St. Paul City Council Hua Yong Kim uh, for the uh, fifth ward. That's been held by City Council President Amy Brenmoan. It's a north and central ward. Brenmoan's been there for 12 years, but she's stepping down. Uh, Hua Yong Kim 
has been a Bren Moan aide. So in oh, other, word, in other passing words, the torch. In other words, a professional careerist. And the Star Tribune says, I don't know if that's a she or he. I'm going to guess she. Who cares? That she is best qualified to step into this position. No, she's DSA. She's not qualified to step into the position. Rookie C, who's running in the fifth ward in St. Paul, is you got to vote for whoever's running against Hua Yong Kim. I suggest this is true the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings all throughout the country. Find the DSA candidate, run against them. Wouldn't this be a case, too, where she's going to win with 43 votes? Because aren't these ones typically, you know, the, the turnout for these isn't... Um... Well, then people have to educate themselves and wake up. Right. Kim is endorsed by the DFL and the Democratic Socialists of America and numerous unions, progressive groups, and DFL elected officials. She told editorial writers, meaning editorial writers of the Minneapolis paper, that the DFL and DSA have overlapped shared values in areas such as LGBTQ rights, climate change, and workers' rights. So she is proud to have both endorsements. As the mole notes, shared values means the line between the two goes from blurry to non-existent. And then I've also been linked to a piece I missed. I don't know why I did, but it was printed in the Star Tribune October 16. Tell me if you want um, who's yes, running. Yes, First guy on the list is David Greenwood Sanchez, 37. What qualifies you to hold this position? Dedicated my career to public policy and community professionally. I work as a professor of political science specializing in environmental and Latin American politics. I've lived most of my life in the Como neighborhood, have a long record of standing up for my community. I'm also a Fulbright scholar, Mexico and Peru. Top priorities, restoring the voice of our neighborhoods. No more top-down decisions. We need meaningful engagement. Um, two, let's uh, generating a sustainable revenue base. Let's hey, find- stop. I'm voting for him over the DSA. Who's next? Okay. Uh, then we're going to scroll down. That's Young. Nate Nins, age 37. What qualifies you? I'm qualified to serve in the council for my experience in public service, private sector, tech, and leadership, helping government use tech to better engage with residents. Marine Corps and Army intelligence analyst and squad leader. Worked at every St. Paul public library, small business, and entrepreneur. Stop. I'm voting for him over DSA. Anyone else? His top priorities? Build trust with residents, being accessible and accountable, transparent and responsible spending, expand economic development opportunities, explore installing a neighborhood city youth core, um, provide specific goals with regular updates. 1,000 times more qualified than this Marxist Juan Zhao Kong Kim. All right. Uh, yeah, that that is a, a lady, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Tollison is... Uh, hey, is I'm Tollison? Yes. Well, that's our candidate. She's 62. I have wealth of experience being a single mom, renter, landlord, homeowner, wife, and longtime employee in the private sector, community supporter, and caregiver to my elderly parents. All are beneficial when making policies affecting residents. My professional experience is having a paralegal degree and leading a team working on state rules and regulations. Okay, if I lived in the Fifth Ward, I do not. I would vote for Pam Tollefson. We met her at the fair. She's a strong voice. She's, she's not a DSA. Uh, you've got choices there in St. Paul in the Fifth Ward. You know what it would be? It would just be a crying shame to elect this uh, 
uh, what's her name? Kim. Yeah. Kim Jong. Hua Yong Kim. It would be a crying shame that she would win this post. For what possible reason? Tollefson, fully staffed police department, which requires careful planning and budget allocation, balanced city budget, which requires prioritizing and allocating funds for necessities and critical services, affordable housing, which requires addressing needs, including the availability of medium-sized homes. You know what, Kim? The majority of people in the Fifth Ward are not worried about LGBTQ rights or climate change. What did she chime in with? Okay, here she is. What, 38? I'm your DFL and TCDSA. This? this is um, your guy, your gal, Hua. Is she 38 years old? She's 38. I'm your DFL and TCDSA endorsed Ward 5 City Council candidate. TCDSA? I don't know what that Twin is. Twin Cities Democratic Twin Socialists Cities. of America. Oh, my God. Correct. Don't yeah. vote for a DSA candidate. They are an ideological enemy of the people. Uh I'm a former legislative aide, Korean American, and nonprofit executive director, experienced policymaker. That doesn't She's impress me. He's never worked, in other words. Uh, what would she do if she got elected? Priorities include affordable housing at every income level across the spectrum of housing needs, healing our planet to com- uh, to combat climate change. Go bleep yourself. We don't need to do that at the city council <laughs> level. Resource, community-centered, public safety, and workers' rights and protections. She's Matthew, not you- for the person that's in Macrover or Highland Park. Can you look up uh, City Council Ward 6? Yes. Uh, that's where Nelsie Yang is running, and she also has the endorsement of the TCDSA. Do not vote for the DSA. I was, Rook, you keep quiet while you do your okay. research, and we'll come back to you. Uh, I was alerted by uh, the mole to a piece that ran in the, the October 16 Star Tribune, why we can't support DSA back city council candidates, and it's written by DFLers. We are oh. life, we are lifelong Democrats who hold DFL party positions and have given much to the party over time. We feel compelled to take leave of absences from now through November eight. Oh, and, right, and wish to express our reasons. On the morning of October 7, we woke to stories of unspeakable atrocities committed by the terrorist organization Hamas against thousands of innocent civilians, most Israeli, but some Americans too. From its launching pad in Gaza, Hamas fired thousands of rockets into Israel's population centers, then breached its land defenses. Hamas poured into Israel, Israeli towns and villages, slaughtered entire families, set houses on fire, and shot residents as they fled. They killed children and burned their bodies. They raped young women, teenagers enjoying a music festival, took refuge from them in a shed, and they lobbed cluster grenades at them. They seized children and elderly as hostages, dragged them back to Gaza to unspeakable fates. The Jewish members in our coalition have been unable to get through for days. They have been reliving pogroms and the Holocaust scripts in their head that replay repeatedly. Two days later, on October 9, the Twin Cities Democratic Socialists of America released a statement expressing solidarity not with the victims, but with Palestine. It did not mention the Hamas atrocities, much less condemn them. The statement reiterated the Twin City Democratic Socialist of America's routinely belligerent stance toward Israel and concluding with the slogan from the river to the sea, which is a battle cry to eliminate the world's only Jewish state. 
Hamas just demonstrated, had demonstrated what it would do in the absence of a strong Jewish state. It would massacre Jews. The Twin Cities Democratic Socialists of America apparently approve. They are an enemy. St. Paul, you have an obligation to turn back this enemy. Uh, let's see. I, I, uh, uh, they, uh, I'll tell you who these people are. Um, where did you source this? Because I'm looking at an op-ed piece from Thursday, October 17th in the Star that's Tribune. A, that's the one, the 17th, that, not the 16th. No, okay. this was printed October 16th. Well, Ken, Kenny, were you asking about Ward 6? Well, it's dated October 16th. Yeah, yeah, it was printed in the 17th, okay. the paper from okay. October uh, Yeah, Matthew, but let, let him finish that because okay. this is really good. But yeah, then let's get back to Ward 6. Yeah. Uh, perhaps realizing that it had created electoral vulnerabilities for its endorsed city council candidates, on October 12th, the TCDSA issued a clarification acknowledging that, yes, Jews have been killed, but then it immediately reverted to its customary denunciation of Israeli apartheid, as if Hamas Israeli victims had deserved their fate. Exactly. Yep. Yep. They have no moral clarity. The Democratic None. Socialists of America are the enemy. They are. They, no, we, uh, gotta, we need to start speaking in some plain terms here. Joe, I, I would take it further. You said no moral clarity. I would say they are outright evil. This is evil. You would be crazy if you live in St. Paul to vote for Hua Yong Kim. You'd be or, crazy to. In the fifth or in the sixth, Nelsie Yang. Yeah. Who's already on the council, right? Matthew? Uh, Nelsie Yang is, yes. Yeah. And the only, she's the incumbent, the only um, other person I see running there is Gary Unger, who doesn't have any endorsements and doesn't provide a biography. So she's going she's gonna to slide right back. The, 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 the playing field is wide open for rational citizens of St. Paul to step forward, call these people for what they are, and defeat them at the polls. Unfortunately, it's no, it's going to be November 1st tomorrow. Joe, you have two in St. Paul. Minneapolis? Five. 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 These are the enemy people. I don't see how this is an exaggeration. If it's an exaggeration, tell me. It's not. <laughs> they're living right amongst us. No, and I think you're being too soft on them. They're doing the devil's work here. But if, if the DSA, their reaction to what happened to, to people from Israel, how, how is that not enough for you to say, well, obviously I can't side with anybody associated with Let me credit right? the D Yes. Let me credit the DFLers who wrote this piece for the Star Tribune. They're distancing themselves from their own party. They're fed up. They are Tyler Balbuena, uh, Senate District 59 Director. Latanya Reeves, Minneapolis DFL Secretary, Feminist Caucus Director. Teresa Coriel House, Senate District 61 Vice Chair. Erica Piskey, Senate District 59 Director. Julie Wickland, Senate District 61 State Central Committee Alternate Feminist Caucus Director. Uh, Martha Holton Dimmick, Senior Caucus Membership Committee Chair. Viviana Salazar, Senate District 59 Vice Chair. Jacob Hill, Feminist Caucus Director. Uh, Mary Paddock, 
uh, W7 representative to Minneapolis DFL. I don't know what W7 is. Founding member feminist caucus Jessica Shatton, Senate District 63, State Central Committee alternate. Patricia Piesky, W4, PO5, precinct chair. Something for precinct, I don't know what that means. Joe Radinovich, W2, PO7, precinct chair. Sheila Ann Scott, precinct vice chair. Lacey Gautier, uh, precinct vice chair. And Gene Ross, precinct vice chair. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm glad they did. And uh, here, let me, before we get too far away, let me give you the uh, Minneapolis enemy. The enemy, like Nixon's enemy list. There is no room for moral vacuity or hate within the DFL. Yet in 2023, the DFL has endorsed four candidates for Minneapolis City Council who previously had sought and received endorsements uh, by the Twin Cities Democratic Socialists of America. The candidates are Soren Sorensen, 8th Ward. Stevenson. I'm sorry, Stevenson. Yep. Jason Chavez, ninth Ward. Aisha Chugati, 10th Ward. Oren Choudhury, 12th Ward. In their TCDSA endorsement questionnaires, all said they support the boycott, disinvestment, and sanctions movement, which seeks to eliminate Israel. As of October 15, none of these candidates had disavowed TCDSA's justification of Hamas rampage against Jews. And when asked by Star Tribune reporters to comment about the DC, the TCDSA statement, all refused. We cannot support these candidates. And we feel compelled to support their competitors as we cannot allow the Minneapolis Council City Council to gain a morally bankrupt, ideologically rigid, and quite likely anti-Semitic majority. But party rules prohibit us from doing what is right. For the sake of our metro region, our state, and our party, we take immediate leaves of absences, returning to our positions when these candidates' DFL endorsements expire on November 8. Why do you suppose they left out Wansley? Because she's Ward 2, she's already in, and uh, she has the endorsement. According to the website, the uh, TwinCitiesDSA.org website, she's also endorsed by them, I don't Robin know. Wansley. I don't know why they left out Robin Wansley. Robin Wansley is the enemy. All these yep. people are the enemy of the United States of America. It, listeners, point out where I'm wrong. They're the enemy of American life. Get your garage door fixed before winter. You saw you woke up this morning. Look at that. I did. It could happen. I woke up this morning. Garage door was stuck. But I got no fear. I got a truck. Who gives up? Bleep. You're not a garage door guy. You're going to get the whole family with Prince Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Five-star Google ratings. Put them in your telephone closet. They're your new guy. 612-263-6985. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They take care of everything up to and including through the installation of a brand-new door. I, uh, I've met with them. I have enjoyed meeting with them. They're my buddies from Precision Garage Door and... Uh, 
they'll take care of you. And they do it right the first time. They keep in touch through texting. They tell you where they are, when they'll be there, what's going on. It's really the way to go. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Precision Door mn.com or again at 612-263-6985 not a garage logic town council member here's what you're missing you know you ever get those bugs in the house where you pick them up and then your fingers smell like the bug it's a real strong smell and you can't get rid of the smell welcome to america where have you been well anyway i got a paper cut on my finger okay and i picked up the bug yesterday because i won't kill anything i took the bug outside are you what kidding me Kenny you, i actually agree you with will Kenny. not kill a bug i have killed those i have we are recalling you i am starting a movement to recall you as mayor right. of garage you you're finish. missing out you didn't let me finish the story i don't want to hear any more I, I want you to stop talking and the pack up your stuff very important the more you talk the deeper the hole let him go just let but him i got a paper hole. cut and i had the bug uh, grip between my thumb and the paper cut and the yeah. paper cut yeah. acted up and i'm afraid the bug. Yeah, of course he did, you idiot. stuff into my hand oh, yeah. and now I'm going to get flesh-eating disease. <laughs> flesh-eating wow. disease. You know what? If you do, you deserve it. Yeah. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Uh, that's what that's, I meant. That's what I got to see what Tom Jewell is sending me. I can do an ad. <laughs> It's the end of the world as we know it. And he the end feels... of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Souchere. North American Banking Company. They are proud sponsors of the Garage Logic podcast. Proud sponsors of John Heights News. And also proud sponsors of Reaver's transition to a different banking world. That's right. I made the switch a couple of months ago. You should, too, because North American Banking Company, they care about you, your family, and, of course, your business. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So go into one of their six locations and find out for yourself. Mine's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. Check them out online today. And nabankco.com nabankco.com to learn more North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender before we get to John let me say one more thing about Hua Yong Kim who must be defeated in uh, Ward 5 in St. Paul she told the Star Tribune editorial writers that the DFL and the Democratic Socialists have overlapped shared values no, you don't. You don't have values. You have agendas. You have no, you do not have the well-being of the individual at heart. Mm-hmm. You have an agenda. You must be defeated. You are the enemy. Here's John Haidt. Uh, thank you, Joe. I must say, I looked at their platform. Uh, that would have been seen as a fringe group 20 years ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, you know it, saying. Why have they survived? And flourished in yes. Minneapolis. Yes. So. Anywho, 
this news is brought to you, as Chris told you, by the North American Banking Company. One uh, sports note of sorts, Dick Bremer is leaving the broadcast booth for the Minnesota Twins after 40 seasons of doing play. I didn't know Dick was on board that long. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Well, he started with when it was called Midwest Sports Channel. Yeah. Right? Uh, Dick will become a special assistant in the Twins front office at year's end. I wonder if you might too old or Dave St. Peter hired me. Probably not. Yeah. Nope, he'd hire you in a second, Mr. Mandan. It's, it's too late. The Twins said in a press release they are assessing potential broadcast options as well as a talent lineup for the 2024 season and beyond. An announcement will come later in the offseason as to what they uh, plan to do. I don't believe, have they straightened out the thing with uh, Bally yet either? I, I don't know. No, I don't think so. So there could be all kinds of uh, different things going on as far as broadcast of the Twins go next year. But Dick Grammer, uh, anyway, uh, will not be broadcasting next year after 40 years. So there you go. Uh, first snow of the season, you know what that means? No. A lot of accidents this morning. Yeah. As of 9 this morning, the State Patrol reported since um, midnight. There were... Stop. Hi. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What did you refer them to as? Uh, I'm sorry, crashes? Yeah. Thank you. You want you want crashes, not accidents. I never want to hear you use the word, term accident again. I'm Aren't sorry, they accidents? You? No. Oh. These are preventable crashes and or wrecks. Uh, stupidity and speed, the main cause. Go ahead, John. Right. I wouldn't have used it, but it was an accident. As of 9 this morning, Ooh. the Minnesota State <laughs> Patrol reported since midnight there were 191 <laughs> crashes across the state, with nine of those involving injuries. Luckily, none involved serious injuries or fatalities. There were another 121 vehicles who went off the road and 13 jackknifed semis. Uh, Kenny, you said uh, things are much better on the roads at this point, right? Yeah, dry and, and sun, is, stuff. sun is out. Everybody's happy. Old yep. Solly's helping out, huh? Yep. Yep. Uh, it will be cold trick or treating tonight. Bundle the kids up. Hey, the good news <laughs> is uh, mid forties for highs by the weekend. So uh, obviously it'll, it'll get nicer. I know you just uh, left the sports department, uh, Johnny, but uh, from uh-huh. our guy, former colleague, Tom Presso, that'd Tom be Presso, Tom yeah. Pelissero. The Vikings are trading for Arizona Cardinals quarterback Josh Dobbs. Hmm. Never heard of the him. Answer. Really? Who he play for? Never heard of him. Yeah, he's the Arizona quarterback. No, I, have you ever heard of him? I only because he was the starter for Arizona. He- he started all their games this season, and they're one and seven. Why are they Why letting the him go? They do that. Well, their yeah. starters coming back from injury. Kyler yeah. Murray. Yeah. So, no, why why would we go get him? Well, they need depth at the position, Joe. Oh, depth. Yeah. Whatever happened to that Bible thumper kid that was a, a burnout? Uh, he burned out right away a few years ago. Oh, T- yeah, T- T- Yeah, isn't he available? God, Kenny, he's about sixty. Oh, is he? Is that that long ago? Thirty-five. Well, that's oh, old. It's old. What about Brady? Old. Let's get Brady. Well, he's pretty old, past, isn't he? I wouldn't he? put it past him. Uh, I want it, just for the sake of right. you know, talk talk radio and podcasts. I want Colin Kaepernick. So, well, that would be a talker, Ooh. wouldn't it? It sure would, wouldn't it? Yeah, if he could still play, he'd be on a team. <laughs> Well, no, he wouldn't, Chris. You're very naive. Star Tribune reporting, <laughs> Minneapolis Park Board Vice President Alicia Crudup resigned on Monday after serving half a term. The other eight commissioners will now have to appoint a replacement to complete the two years that remain before the next Park Board elections. Crudup, who went by the last name Smith when she was elected as one of three citywide commissioners in 2021, married at the end of May, and uh, that's the reason she's resigning. In a resignation email to Park leaders, she said she's moved outside 
with her new husband to a home outside Minneapolis does not meet residency requirements for elected office. I'll be darned. Huh. <laughs> darned? I made up a word. Hi, you did. I'll be darned. You just hi-o-dee. I'll be darned. <laughs> A man was found shot to death in a vehicle in North Minneapolis late Monday, according to officials. Officers made the discovery shortly before 10.30 p.m. in the 4100 block of North Humboldt Avenue. Police say the vehicle had been in the residential block with its engine running for several hours. The man in his 20s was in the driver's seat. According to police, he has not been identified yet, and there have been no arrests. There have now been 52 homicides in Minneapolis so far this year, according uh, to the Star Tribune's database. That compares with 75 at this time. Time last year. From uh, next door in my home state, a retired longtime North Dakota lawmaker has been arrested and charged with traveling to Prague with the intent to rape a minor, according to a federal indictment unsealed yesterday. Yeah. Ex Republican State Senator Ray Holmberg was also charged with one count of receiving and attempting to receive images depicting child sexual abuse, according to the indictment. The indictment accuses the 79-year-old Holmberg of traveling from his home state to the Czech Republic from June 2011 to November 2016 with intent to rape a person under the age of 18. The indictment does not say whether Holmberg traveled to Prague once during that time period or multiple times. The allegations that he received or attempted to receive, receive images that depict child sexual abuse range from November 2012 to March 2013. The indictment also alleges he used aliases. Holmberg served more than 45 years in the North Dakota Senate until his resignation last year after local media outlet The Form of Fargo-Moorhead revealed he exchanged dozens of text messages with a person who was jailed on charges related to child sexual abuse. Uh, I'm sorry, case. John. Do we know anything no. about this guy? Does he have a family? I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> because, you know, you know what, do you tell, what do you say? Um, I'm going to... Prague here for a week. Well, right. I That's have a, something you really got to set up. I have a question about that. Of course, he can be prosecuted for the stuff he did here in the States, but you you can now be prosecuted for things you did in Prague? Or we we're going an, to do, planned on doing? We might have an exchange thing for it. I would think, I think Rook, the point of the charges are that he did. I think that's the... Oh, okay. That's but, the way I read that. Anyway. Uh, how can that be illegal in this country? How, something you, I'm confused. How do you get to be 79 and that's screwed up? I don't know. Well, I, I, you I probably have been the whole time. Oh. He doesn't have, <laughs> you know what? He, I bet you he's got like eight cylinders to his name. He doesn't have a fun hobby. That's high. That's way too high. He doesn't have, he doesn't have a fun He's got to push more. Well, we take a break. I am going to go look up all the information I can find about Ray Holmberg. Good. Why don't we? Uh, yeah. Why won't we talk to a rookie uh, in the meantime? When you woke up today, you saw all that white powder sitting on the street on the grass. All, you know, when you snow woke up this morning, mm, 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 saw a whole bunch of snow. And I know that you people, mm, mm, that's not a know exactly where to go. <laughs> it was probably very cold outside and warm in your home. And that's because your heating unit is working properly. If it's making funny noises or it's not working properly, don't wait until you get to 59 degrees. Get in touch with the pros. The pros, the veterans at Ray and Welter Heating online at welterheating.com. It's so important, as you well know. I don't have to tell you. This is Minnesota. If it goes down, you're in big trouble. They have 24-7 service. 
and you can call and let a human answer the phone at 612-825-6867. This is during business hours. You can also schedule an appointment online, but they do have emergency service available. Shutting down that AC unit, it's got a little snow on it right now, but if you're worried about it or you've been lucky so far, maybe have them come out and check it before you shut it down. If it hasn't been done for 15, 20 years, it would be a very good idea to have 100 years of experience behind your air conditioning or heating unit and four generations of family members that have lived right here in the Twin Cities. Ray and Welter Heating, great place, great garage logicians, and they want the chance to earn your business, not with the funny jingle, but with the common sense uh, message of just give us a call and we'll be there uh, winter, spring, summer, or fall. When Joe Souchere looks at me, I end the call. Welterheating.com. Well, here we are, children. Thank you for attending the Extracurricular Halloween Fun Night. I'm Morgan Cuey Wolf Slattery, here to get you all prepared for Halloween. Now, first of all, we need to dress appropriately. No violent or condescending costumes. I'm going to be a cowboy with a big hat and two six-shooters at my side. Uh, I don't think I'll have any ammo, though. It doesn't matter. A cowboy is just wrong on so many levels. Any others? I'm the secretary. I want to be a nurse. Because these are women's jobs? Honestly. Children, there is no trick or treat. Candy is bad for you, and dressing up in inappropriate costumes will give you nightmares. Do not race from house to house. If someone is going slower than you, shine your light ahead and say, Excuse us, passing on the left. Okay, pretend there's someone in front of you. What do you say? Hey, hurry up. We got a lot of potential bounty out here. Oh, children. What do we say on Halloween after ringing the doorbell at a home in our community? Trick or treat, money or eat. Give me some candy or I'll kick you in the seat. Hey, lady, out with the goods. I ain't got all night. No, no, no. Hey, hurry up. Ooh, did we scare ya? Hey, lady, do you have I say good? No, no, no. We say wellness and equal opportunity. Wellness and opportunity? I don't even know what that means, you old bailiff. Take a tree, Morgan. Q-E. Wolf. Sally. Happy Halloween, Euphorian. I don't know what bear is. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Okay, if you've ever been to a GL event, you probably know the Webbs. Weber, uh, chief engineer at Hover Radio, the biggest motorcycle nut walking the planet. I don't care how many motorcycles you've owned. He's owned way more. Actually, he probably has way more than you right now in his garage. That's how much he loves it. The reason I bring up the Webbs is because he just last week, he ordered from Moon Motorsports in Monticello a 2024 Yamaha XSR 900 GP. He put money down. He's going to be receiving the first one to arrive stateside whenever Moon gets that in. That's because Webbs knows right now is the best time of the year to buy that brand new motorcycle you've been dreaming about. Uh, you street uh, riders, look this thing up. You're going to love it. XSR 900 GP. Um, I'd start with the website for Moon, moonmotorsports.com. If they don't have it, move on to the Yamaha website. And right now at Moon, you can get zero payments until 2024. Free first motorcycle service and your choice. You cannot have an option here. Free winter storage or free in-state delivery for your brand new bike. You dirt and trail riders, 
KTM is probably your best bet. They have so many models, but you should also check out the Husqvarna models and the Gas Gas models. You buy any of those three, you'll receive a three-year warranty or a $500 gear credit. Stop into Moon Motorsports right there in Monticello, just a little bit west of the Twin Cities. Discover the most exciting power sports showroom in the Midwest. We're talking KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati. Here's Joe Sushere with the pronunciation of uh, that bike from uh, Japan. It goes... Yamaha, 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 Honda, Skidoo, and now Gas Gas. They have them all. 11 brands under one roof. Moon Motorsports. John, what did you find out about this creepy old coot in North Dakota? Well, it gets uh, creepier because there's one thing online I found out about him. Just one thing. Yeah. Uh, Aside from 45 years in the North Dakota legislature, he worked as a counselor for Grand Forks Public Schools. Oh, no. Which makes oh, it how many victims are in his know. way? We have a, a town council member that just informed me during the break that he had him, and I don't know if this town council member wants to be identified, but had him as a counselor. I was going to throw that in when you brought up information. Wow. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Kenny, uh, you were wondering, we do have, the U.S. has an extradition treaty with the Czech Republic. Oh, so that, good. Uh, that would, that would uh, and, and basically it says if the U.S. asks, uh, they will supply. Well, hopefully, uh, whatever happened to Jeffrey Epstein might happen to, you know, I'm just saying, you know, maybe. Another town council it's, member, John, weighed in. 68 huh? times is the number that the leprosy or lepers have been mentioned in the Bible. Really? Thank you, wow. Michael. Thanks for counting that pretty quick. Thank you, Michael. All I had was the one Jesus reference, darn. So <laughs> was just married? Uh, that I have no family information whatsoever to offer you. Uh-huh. There's nothing online that I could find I that would see. indicate that. I just, and the only reason I ask is how he pulled off the trips to Czechoslovakia. Well, he's a 45 year legislator. Maybe he said, I got to go to Czechoslovakia. We're going to have a deal. I'm going to be walking the Appalachian Trail. Uh, yeah. That gonna ain't going to be like zipping months. into Wisconsin. You get no. in, you get out like stripes. How do you stripes? even get to there from North Dakota? You'd have to fly here. I love how you think everybody outside of the Twin Cities is living in sod huts and they have ox carts. That's that's, you your, that's your deal. That's so awesome, Ken, Joe. Kenny, have you ever been to the airport in Bismarck? Exactly yeah, Hector. I, oh, no, not Bismarck. No, Fargo. Uh, the Fargo. Fargo. Uh, Hector. Yeah. I love Hector and Fargo. It's great. You can't take the big planes in and out of North Dakota. Yeah, the big big planes. I would count that as a blessing. You hop on a little puddle jumper and head to the big guy. John, point with the news. In, in other news, Israel says its forces have killed dozens of Hamas fighters after storming Gaza's sprawling tunnel network and attacking underground compounds. Israeli troops made what they called significant progress in the ground offensive as they continued advancing deeper in that area. It said that ground and air forces hit Hamas positions and anti-tank guided missile squads. Israeli troops were pictured marching through Gaza after hitting more than 300 targets overnight. Update on a story we had yesterday, that plane that we talked about in Russia, where that uh, riding crowd was trying to find out if there were any Jews on the plane. Well, there were some injuries, more than uh, we heard yesterday. More than 20 people were injured when those riders stormed the airport in Dagestan and ran onto the tarmac. Russian President Vladimir Putin Monday deferred blame, alleging Ukrainian and Western involvement in the riot. 
He did not provide any evidence for those claims. Of the more than 20 people injured, nine were police officers. 20 injured people included police and civilians. 10 people hospitalized, two in critical condition. Five months before that mass shooting in Maine, in Maine, the gunman's family alerted the local sheriff that they were becoming concerned about his deteriorating mental health while he had access to firearms. After the alert, the Sagadohawk County Sheriff's Office reached out to officials of Robert Card's Army Reserve Unit, which assured deputies they would speak to Card and make sure he got medical attention. The family's concern about Card's mental health dated back to early this year before the Sheriff's Office was contacted in May. U.S. Supreme Court hearing arguments today in a pair of important cases that test the ability of public officials to block critics from their personal social media pages. The cases echo issues raised in a now-defunct suit against then-President Donald Trump for blocking his critics on Twitter. Kevin Linke, a frequent gadfly of the Port Huron, Michigan government, sued the city manager, James Freed, because Freed blocked him on his personal Facebook page. Lidke says that he began posting comments on Freed's page at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic because he found information there was that, there that was not available elsewhere. Uh, Freed says he's not an elected official and that his personal Facebook page dates back to his college years. He says he has maintained that page at home on his personal computer and that constituents should be able to be blocked. I was uh, one of the original authors on the uh, Port Huron statement, uh, uh, the original document, not the compromised second edition. Right. McDonald's on Monday reported its revenue was up. (laughs) Yeah, well, long story. I don't think we want to get into it, do we? I didn't hear a word, John. (laughs) Something about Facebook. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. (laughs) And I created Kenny wasted on the old ho-ho. It's a, it was a great line in Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh. McDonald's on Monday reported revenue was up 14% in the latest quarter, a surge the burger giant said was driven mostly by strategic menu price increases. Uh, this seems kind of weird, but uh, one branch in Darien, Connecticut, charged 18 bucks for a Big Mac combo meal. So you got a Big Mac, fries, and a medium soft drink. For eighteen dollars, that'll be the day. Woo. The day that I pay eighteen bucks for that rat food is beyond oh my, my comprehension. Goodness. The Golden Arch has brought in a total of six point six. I guess they're billion. not advertising. Yeah, they're not going to be on soon. I think six point six nine billion dollars in revenue for the three month period that ended September thirtieth. Uh, Joe, here's a story you might be able to uh, relate to: a man dressed in a banana costume. Sought to slip out of banana or out of, out of banana out of police custody after being caught early yesterday urinating on a Key West sidewalk. According Who hasn't to cops. done that when they're wearing their banana suit? <laughs> That's according to cops who had to chase the fleeing reveler down through Old Town streets. Mm-hmm. After being flagged down about a white male in a banana costume relieving himself across from a row of porta potties. <laughs> A Key West Police Department officer spotted 20-year-old Kyle Mortimer urinating on the sidewalk. I'm trying to remember what I wore for shoes in the, when I had the banana suit on. <laughs> what what would a, the shoes? What would banana? T- maybe those um, those wooden uh, pointy well, clogs wooden, from uh, no, they were, what would be yellow. from Holland. From yeah. Holland. 
<laughs> well, I mean, they would look like bananas. No, they don't look Joe, like Joe, may I ask a question in regards to the banana suit? Sure. How different would your career arc have been had yeah. social media been invented all 50 years before its time? Well, you'd probably get some shots of me in a banana suit. Had brown <laughs> buttons. You know. Are there any photos available? Yes. Where yeah. are they housed? I'm not I, I should probably call the CP. Yeah, for we're going to need to investigate. I think that. we one of us better ring her up. Yeah. <laughs> According to police, Mortimer was zigzagging to prevent <laughs> capture when he ran away. At that point, a second cop grabbed him by the peel. The peel? Ah, we never had a peel. Well, sad. I'm sorry, you know. Mortimer then twisted and pulled away. He didn't want to be handcuffed, according to police, after being collared about 1.20 in the morning in front of the Smokin' Tuna. Is still a banana tuna? story? Yep. It is, yeah. Jeez. In front of the Smokin' Tuna Saloon, Mortimer was walked Whoa. by police to nearby Old City Hall, where he was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. Both are misdemeanors. Was right. it just a regular yellow suit, or was it an actual banana it, no, was it was a banana. He was dressed like a banana. Not, not the guy. I I don't care oh, about Joe, that guy. About yeah. Joe, yeah. I mean, suit. No, just a double-breasted yellow suit. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. It was really, they were really nice, but they were heavy. Wool? Yeah. Was it wool? No, but it was heavy. And, you know, a little warm on stage, yeah, was it? Yeah. 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 That's far out, brother. I can't remember what shoes. Couldn't I get those wore. elbows flying with the sticks, right? I took I mean, the coat off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was this around I, the same time that your roommates failed to inform you of your car being stolen? That was in that era. Yeah. They watched it being stolen. And <laughs> they might have been medicated and had no idea what the hell they were looking well, at. Hey, what's he doing, man? Why is he taking that car? Why is he taking Joe's car, man? I don't know. Did, yeah. did you have any leisure suits, Joe? You're about the same age no, as my brother. No, I never did. He, he had, he had a, the reason I asked this, he had a yellow leisure suit. Who did? With a, my brother, my oldest brother. Well, that's pathetic. With, uh, yellow pants and the you know the short coats the leisure yeah, yeah. suits had. Oh, had that. It was, it, was, it was awful. That's awful. terrible. Was he a television I, salesman or what? I'm he picturing a, a, reporter. a zoot suit, actually. Uh, Joe's suit was a zoot suit. It was a, a yellow nice suit. suit. They were expensive. Oh. I don't yeah. remember where we got them. Not from Jaime's. Uh, Jaime's haberdashery? No, they didn't even exist then. I don't know where we got those. Hmm. Uh, and now, a different kind of Halloween display complaint. This one complained about because people are saying it's lewd. Uh-oh. And some parents are calling it inappropriate. What are you talking about? Idlewild Elementary put up a privacy fence to try and block students from seeing what they say is the display. The skeletons in the display are placed in sexual positions. Oh. To the school. Playing horsey back, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Victoria so a house Hope. next to the school? That's correct, sir. I see. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, Victoria Oberly says there's a time and a place for these kinds of things, and that's an adult thing right there. So for children, no, I don't accept that. Uh, 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 go ahead. Let me you go ahead the, finish. The school uh, responded to parental concerns in an email. They say the homeowners have refused to take down the decorations. The homeowners also added a sign among the skeletons that reads, Dear Karen, challenge accepted. Next year, try to be polite. One of the homeowners says the display isn't a big deal. Some neighbors say it's indecent to have the skeletons positioned as they are. Other homeowners are saying people are overreacting. 
One person who lives in the area, parent Dustin Doherty, says with what kids have access to on their cell phones nowadays, this is pretty much just a PG display. You know what? I think so, too, and I'll take that over these morons who recreate an airliner crash. That doesn't yeah. do much for me. Why? Um, Give me the skeletons. The, go, Matthew. Why can't ghosts make love? I don't know. <laughs> they have Halloweenies. Um... The problem with this story Yikes. is parents no longer know how to lie to their kids. These new generation of parents, they could take a page from our parents who lied to us about everything and are still lying to us to this day. Those skeletons are merely wrestling. That's all they're doing. Yes, they're wrestling. <laughs> come on. Or, the or hell? they had a nightmare. Yeah, I could We come up with a million excuses yeah, yeah. for what they're doing. Right. Yeah, come That's on. That's a lot of fun. Thanks, John. Okay, Joe. And, uh, okay, Kenny. We'll be. Uh, okay. You know that a majority of archaeologists yeah. are women uh -huh. because they have the past. They can dig up the past that you know other. Did you just see that? It, didn't Kelsey say yeah, that? Yeah, he just said yeah. that. Is it time to do this? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Are we on? This is the mayor of Garage Logic on Halloween candy. Uh, have you ever thought about the phrase trick or treat? I, I think this year I'm going to exercise my, uh, uh, my franchise there and say when a kid says trick or treat, money or eat, I'm going to grill the kid. What, what exactly do you mean? I mean, are you going to do the trick? Do I have the treat? Who has the money? Who's going to eat the stuff? I'm very, I've been confused about it for a long time, and I, uh, I think this Halloween there is a time for uh, the older people and the younger people to finally reach uh, some sort of, uh, may I say it, closure on this. This is your mayor, Joe Sushir. We got to change the name of Fanul Hall in Boston. Well, it's about time. I've been there many times. It's, uh, it's last, isn't it? Currently, an like an open market. Uh, yeah, it's very you, festive. You know what you can get there? One hell of a crab cake. Uh, it's very festive. Yes. Coronavirus. You know what crab what crab <laughs> cakes have when you're up and down the eastern seaboard? Character crab. Oh yeah, the Fresh stuff, stuff here is ridiculous. It's just all filling. They have crab meat and crab cakes in the... You know what? They used to have them in the press box in Baltimore. Oh, really? Boy, okay, I'm not a big good. crab cake guy. My wife is, and last time we were there, she said they were the best ever. So who was this guy? He uh, A slave merchant, a slave trader, and he, in 1740, donated... And his name was Fanul? Yes, Patrick Fanul. I see. And he Peter, donated... The, Peter Peter, Fanul. I'm sorry. He donated the... Um, land and just built it and it has gone through a whole bunch of big speeches the revolutionary war um unfortunately um i don't know that they sold or <clears throat> traded slaves through the building samuel adams and other american colonists made some of their earliest speeches urging independence from britain and they did so right there in Fanula hall isn't that something um I have an opinion. Go. It's going to happen. The name is going to be changed. I mean, right. I can tell just from the brief history you've given me here. 
I would propose that we, it's going to be changed to an African-American name. I don't have a problem with that. I want it to be a current living influence, uh, influencer. Um, black, Flavor uh, Flav. No, I was actually <laughs> thinking Flav. Snoop Dogg. Okay, Snoop Dogg. Because Snoop Dogg might be the greatest living American like walking Snoop the Paul? planet. Snoop Hall. Snoop Hall? Yeah. The leading contender might be Crispus Attucks. You know who well, he, was? he was? He was a badass. He yep. was a black man considered the first American killed in the Revolutionary War. Yep. Okay, but why are we... Why are we so soon to, to, to give it up already? I would not. If I was on the Boston City Council, I would have been one of the evil, uh, you well, know, evil right-wing nuts that said, I think Fanul Hall is fine. Let's well, it's all it. about changing history, Matthew, um, instead of actually teaching history. Right. But as recently as 2017, the mayor of Boston said, get screwed. We're not changing the name. Yeah, well, they're going to know, I bet. Well, I would hope that when they do change it, and I'm being serious, that they put up a plaque saying... This is what it used to be. This is the guy. This is why. Here's what happened. Hey, by the way, do you, have you ever heard of Chris? You know, the whole deal. Plus, Make it here, here's another thing that dark people do, and I don't mean skin color. Dark people are uh, basically democratic socialists of America. What they do is ruin it for the rest of us because it never occurred to me to wonder who Fanula was. Now, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have been more up on my history. I wonder who this building's named for. It's a beautiful building. Every time I've been in Boston, I've ended up there for one reason or another. But it never occurred to me to wonder who Fanula Hall, what it, what it was. And now, they're, now they've poisoned it. They've ruined it. And they said... They power washed it. According to Sean Hennessy, a National Park Service spokesman, some of Boston's early slave auctions took place near Fennel Hall, but that doesn't mean they took place in Fennel Hall. You call it Fennel? I'm calling it Fennel. Fennel. It's Fennel. Fennel. Because you got to straighten out the U. Do you recall yesterday we talked about Achilles' heel? Uh, Kirk Gibson has the torn Achilles' heel, and we were wondering, well, maybe it was on Sports Talk we did that. The Achilles' yeah, it must heel. Have yes, been. it was Sports Talk, yes. Must have been. Uh, because Achilles' heel, that represents a weakness that we know. What is your Achilles right. heel? Right. I thought it was tendon, Achilles tendon. No, it's a heel. But, you know, Bert comes through. Okay. Uh, one myth is that as a youth, Achilles was dipped into the river Styx by his mother. That would be S-T-Y-X. Yeah. This was done so he would be invincible as a warrior. When the old bro dumped him in the river... She had to hold him around his ankles, and thus the water didn't touch his ankles in the tendon area. So his ankle areas were his only vulnerable point, thus your weakness is your Achilles heel. Hmm. I remember that story. <laughs> Sounds like Bert has a little bit too much time on his hands. <laughs> Bravo! Bert, time, uh, what am I missing? Yeah, most of it. The river sticks. Yeah. Too much time on my hands. Is that one of their songs? Too much time on my hands. Wasn't that the clap, right? Didn't I have that right? Yeah. And uh, remember yesterday we had an email from somebody who was wondering, why is oil there? What's the point? You know, there's oil under I mean, the ground. What are we going to do? I mean. <laughs> I mean. So now I got a new email from Brad who writes, I'm on your side, but I had this thought. What's the oil in the ground there for? One of them could come back with, what's the cobalt in the ground meant for? Huh. Why is stuff yeah. in the ground? Are we not to use it? It's here for the taking. Matt? It's here for the taking.
What are you giving out tonight? <laughs> a mixture. Huh? A mixture. Thank you for asking. A mixture of delicious bonbons. I still never found my pixie sticks. I'm a, Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I'll be all right. Uh, I'm giving out uh, 100 packs of uh, 22 cartridges. Okay. I, I made it to the liquor store last night, believe it or not. And as I'm checking out, I look over and I thought this to be a, a bag of Dots pretzels. It, it had that look to it. And I said, what's it? Are you, Fireball is selling pretzels? And the lady said, no, that's for the adult trick-or-treaters. It was just little bottles of Fireball in a bag. You know, when I go to Fred Aloni's now, the last two times, I've bought, I've, I've bought, is that a word? Them ain't sure. the words you should use. Bought. Them ain't. Sure. I, I have purchased Dots pretzels each time I was yeah. there. Yeah, they're delicious. Boy, are they good. Another pro Are you giving tip. out Dots pretzels? No. Oh. Another pro tip at the hardware store: look for the cooler with all the fancy root beer in them. All the all the hardware stores have them. Really? Yeah. Fancy Only root because beer. they come to us yep. all the way from the traveling Limans. They're somewhere in, in the Ecuador. They're over there. They're down there. On this day, Joe. In, today is October thirty first. Well, on this day in eighteen seventy two, Augsburg College was dedicated in Minneapolis. You don't tell me. Mm-hmm. On this day, ten three one. On, in 1903, a Minnesota-Michigan football game ended 6-6, declaring a moral victory over the favored Michigan team. The Gophers cl- uh, claim for their trophy a water jug accidentally left behind by the Michigan trainer. The little brown jug became a symbol of the two teams' rivalry. Did you know that dated to 1903? Yes. Okay. I know it's one of the biggest rivalry. I mean... The last time the Gophers, Trophies. the Gophers beat Michigan. 1977? No, it was, what, 2015 or whatever? Oh. Uh, Mike Grimm was filling in for Patrick and brought the jug to the studio. That's great. Really? Kenny, we both got our picture with it, didn't we? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> uh, are, if, send it to me when you're done, Such. I have an update. What? Uh, from yeah, Mike Price. Well, I'm not done well, you yet. got Mike Price. Too. Well, I, I said when you're done, so when too. you're done. So I'll speed it up day, here. Wrap it up first. Let's On go. this day in 1920, Anoka began earning its reputation as the Halloween capital of the world by holding its first planned celebration of the holiday. It's not a holiday. A lot of people like Halloween. The Traditional creeps. events include a parade, a football game, and a 5K Grey Ghost run. Ooh. And finally, on this day. Grey Ghost, Rook, not Grey Goose. Oh, damn it. I'd run, five, I'd run 5K for a bottle of Grey Goose. In 1991, <laughs> the yeah. Halloween blizzard began. A record what? snowfall of 24 to 36 inches blanketed the area from Duluth to the Twin Cities. It was the state's largest <laughs> recorded snowfall in a single storm. You remember that? I do. Uh, have a seat. I, I'm going to tell you a story here. Right. Hang on first. Oh, I'm sorry. You're going with the blizzard. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's just oh, everybody. Okay. I just have. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> just went right by me. My favorite memory, and Did it wasn't even ask a you memory of memory. that, was in 1991. Screener boy Lauren Davis, who I called him. I was supposed to work the the midnight shift to eight, and said I I can't make it in. 
broke into the vending machine <laughs> because he thought he was going to be stranded there for a week and a half. Wow. <laughs> he busted through the fire axe. <laughs> yes. to get a candy bar. To get a crummy candy bar that's probably been sitting in there for about three months. Uh, let me uh, do one oh. addendum to your uh, I thought today. Kenny had something. Uh, I well, will pass does. the mic to John. John and then I'll it. pass it over to Kenny. I, uh, no, because... I have the same info you have. All right. No, no I have an addendum to today in Minnesota history. All right. Oh. Uh, because uh, Mr. Lyman sent this to us, and I think, Joe, you probably missed it. You were in the middle of the show, but I happened to see it as he sent it. Yeah. Uh, they are in Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador. Yeah. And he noted it was 11 years ago today that they left Minnesota really? and started their journey. Really? 11 years ago today. 11 from every 2012? Correct. Close wow. enough, cowboy. Wow. John, I thought you were going to make reference to your uh, weirdo buddy there from North Dakota. What's his name? Ray something? Uh, Holmberg. Holmberg. Uh, Mike emailed us. He says, Mike says he has two kids, five grandkids, no uh, word on wife or ex-wife. So. Huh. That makes it worse somehow. What? Two the kids? The fact that he has grandkids? Well, sometimes old guys act up. You know, what are you going to do? Thank you. Uh, well, hopefully throw him in prison. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do this. Since there was no Halloween blizzard, just some snow, I want a quick reminder because it's coming down. November 2nd is the date. Secondstork.org. Secondstork.org has got our major fundraiser at Mancini's Rathskeller. Should be a great time. It was really a lot of fun last year, and it's fun when that place is packed. So it's 50 bucks to get in. There's a cash bar, great Mancini appetizers, including garlic toast. Yes, it's that's worth it right there. But uh, check it out, secondstork.org. It's Storkfest at the Rathskeller. Signing up for Garage Logic on YouTube is free. Your entertainment is just un it's priceless. But you have to sign up. You have to subscribe. Town Council, Tatters Off Brewery, the 15th of November. But you got to sign up at garagelogic.com. Ten bucks a month or 100 for the year. It's well worth the price. 83 degrees on Halloween. 1950. Halloween nice. Time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is with us once again here in Garage Logic and Josh. It's Halloween. It's scary out there, and it might get scarier, but you have some news for us, don't you? I always have some news for you, Chris. It is scary out there. The markets are down for, could be down for the third month in a row. The NASDAQ is down 3% for the month of October, but it's still up significantly for the year. The S&P is barely up 10% for the year, and the equal weight S&P is negative for the year. Bonds, all that place for safety, bonds are very, very negative. The yields are up, and that is attracting many people to bonds because 
you could get a good yield. And should interest rates drop, bond prices go up. What has been happening since the Fed started raising short-term rates, long-term interest rates have also been rising and rising very steadily over the last few months because of global concerns and the fear that the Fed is going to start breaking things. Well, I think the Fed has already been breaking things. Just take a look at banks, in particular regional banks, which have been in a bear market. That means shares of banks, and particularly regional banks, are down over 20% from their their highs. Investing in banks is definitely not a place I would want to be. Of course, I've been stating that for a long time. But the Fed starts their meeting today, and there's still a debate whether or not the Fed is going to raise a quarter point this meeting or wait till the next meeting to do that. If some were to look at some of the inflation numbers coming out, of course, they're very mixed. We've covered that before. And the real concern now is, will the Fed get off their higher for longer mantra? Now, when I say that yields are up with treasuries, one fund in particular, the long treasury index, TLT, has been attracting significant inflows over the last couple months in order to, quote unquote, lock in the yield. TLT's price is down about 16.5% for the year. That's significant, and it would take an awful lot of yield, currently about 5%, to make up for that loss in value. My sense if interest rates start dropping or the Fed starts easing back on interest rates, one, you'd be better investing in stocks overall, and particularly growth stocks, companies with growing sales and then growing earnings as opposed to having money in bonds or for those people that are looking for yield alone i would take a look at some REIT or funds that invest in REITs such as cohen and steers realty quality income shares there i've got a much higher yield than investing in tlt it is paid out on a monthly basis which is very very nice Shares are trading at a low. The risk, of course, is some of their holdings might include office REITs, and office REITs are definitely not a place to be. But rather than locking in a yield in treasuries and making an interest rate bet, I would rather look at investing in real estate and particularly these real estate trusts on a low. This Thursday night, we'll talk a little bit more about this on Thursday. Apple reports their numbers. I think there's going to be conflicting signals coming from there, but Apple shares are down off a high. I'm still a buyer. I still have my $250 price target. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk, once again. GLers, you heard him. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time in the chat. Happy Halloween, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Look forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.